Howdy, hey! Welcome to the Texans Say Okie Dokie. We're back any back? We are. We hope you enjoyed the uh, the Facebook Live video that we did on Tuesday. Um, that went well. I think, oh, there's better things. There's things that we can improve on, but as far as a initial trial run, we might have to use some Yeah. Time. Yeah. Yes, indeed. I had to uh, I had to repost it to the Texans Take Facebook page because, um, as so many of y'all, because I think I had to repost it and it was like a limited run, so it won't be on the Facebook page forever. Oh yeah. So I we accidentally recorded it on my mustache car guy Facebook page. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that was interesting. All right. Um, definitely don't usually do that with business stuff, but yeah, uh, it was an accident. Oops. It got recorded to that page. Uh, humorously enough, uh, this is this is a shout out to uh, Bob because Bob was listening to it and I love Bob. Bob's great. Yeah, Bob's a great guy. Bob also owns a Tesla. Oh, <laughs> so so that conversation went over well. He was like, "What do you mean it's only good for pedaling around town?" <coughs> I'm I, like, well, I wouldn't take it to Texas, Bob. <laughs> I mean, it's it's got limited. Now, granted, another thing that I was thinking about in, in process of saying that, when they actually get stations set up at every gas station, that might be different. But at, well, at this point in still, time. It'll still take time to. Yeah. yeah well, the, the quick charges that they have only takes like 45 minutes. So it's the, the speed still charges. 45 it minutes. It is. You would have to pace your long trips around yeah, that. Yeah. So it's just not as efficient. But yeah. uh, we love you, Bob. But still. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't mean to tread on any toes. <laughs> so uh, he was actually the one that. I was I was kind of hoping I had changed it before anyone noticed it was on. And he was the one guy that was like, "Gee, I hope I hope I changed this before Bob." Oh, hi Bob, you already have thoughts about this. But that's fine because now we have a new listener. Because Bob was like, "What's your what's your podcast?" Oh, name? that's awesome! Like I really couldn't catch it, but Great. what's your what's your podcast name? And so, so we have a new listener. So that's cool. Welcome, Bob. Yeah. So awesome we'll, stuff. We'll, we'll be sure to say nice things about Tesla's yeah. like the amazing. Color. Elon Musk is amazing. Elon He's, Musk is amazing. He is. He is a true entrepreneur. Bro. Oh, um, yeah. He is, he's almost, it's funny because he's almost pro homeschool. Really? Almost. Okay. So um, he does not agree with the public school system. That's a good he start. thinks He thinks that the public school system leaves too much room for error. He's not in, wrong. In children's learning. And Absolutely. so he, I don't remember, give me grace, it's either Switzerland and Sweden. I don't remember which one. It was one of them. Uh, apologies to any listeners who think I got that confused. I just don't know which one he said it was in. I would have to go back and look at the interview. He started a school in one of those two countries. I don't remember which one, where each class has five people. Okay. With one teacher and one assistant, so that every and, and each classroom is cultivated to a different learning speed. Yeah. Oh. So that each set of five children that are in the class, he said, he said the school's small. He said there's there's a total of, of enrolled as of last year twenty five kids. Yeah, not much. Uh, not much, but each kid is getting a cultivated you know K through twelve learning that works for them. 
So if they start learning faster, they get moved to the faster class. Dude, how cool would it but be to he be is one of the students truly, in the I know. He is, he is cultivating learning because he said, and I love this because I, I believe in this. I yeah. truly do. He said, you know, when we're gone, this is what's left. Yeah. He said, I want more people that have a mind like me. Yeah. I want more people that are outgoing, that want to actually build something and not just be the daily grinder. Yeah. Nothing wrong with the daily grinder because you do. We need those people. We do. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we need to cultivate people with the capability to be our engineers, right? To be our business builders, to be our entrepreneurs. We need that yeah. for an economic standing. And so, and those are things that you have to replace on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. you, know? you can't go for a generation without having those. Well, then that's what we're seeing with know? airline pilots because right you now. won't be replacing. The next generation of engineers right. and entrepreneurs and stuff. And so you'll have this huge gap, this production gap, right. where nothing good is going on, nothing's happening. And he yeah, gets it because devastating. he's saying, you know, we're in, in, the problem with public schools is there's too much room for error. Yeah. Where you're, you're training kids to take tests but not training them to learn. Yes. He said we should be cultivating. Yeah. Don't You don't put 25 kids in one classroom and assume that they can all learn at the same level. He said that's yeah. too much. Five is really the max. And he said that was more than I wanted to put. Yeah, I, He was going for three. Yeah, wow. That was his three kids to a class, ten classes based on where you are. You know, and what it turns into is personalized learning. Which it does grow. That's what, that's exactly what he said. He you said know. you need to teach learning and not so much testing. Yeah, you know, there's there's a limit. Obviously, you have to test to see where learning has improved. But he said we make everything in public schooling based on a test. The testing is all that matters, not the learning. And so we're missing these kids, and we're losing kids who could potentially be. The greatest entrepreneurs, business builders, engineers, architects what on the planet. Yeah. We're losing them because we have not taught them how to learn and how to invest. We're not investing enough time in them for them to invest their time in anything. Yeah. They're just going to school. And, and basically the way he described it in the interview is it's their day job. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what they do. He said, we, we, we need to stop doing this. He said, it's a test run. It's very a beta project for him. Yes, he's just like pouring money into this school mm -hmm. and watching it. Mind you, out. mind you, Elon Musk pouring <clears throat> money into anything is not hurting him. Yeah, no, <laughs> and, and, and people, it's funny. People, you know, talk. It's so always money. It's like, always big news when he loses money. massive amounts of money. And my thing, and every time I've said this, is, you know, he didn't lose it. He, he did something with it, it, and it's going to bring him back to the top. Like, there was this big article, oh, Musk is now number three. He's going to lose everything. And then, as of last week, he's back to almost number one Yeah, yeah. next to Gates. So, I mean, right. you know, the three the three richest people in the world right now is Gates, Musk, and, and Bezos. Yeah. You know, yeah. That, that's that's the, the ring three. Mm -hmm. You know, they're all fighting for the championship. I, I only but, really like one of them. <laughs> yeah, and, and, what, and what's interesting is Musk doesn't care. He's yeah. just like, I'm doing this because it's best for me and my business, right. my family. Yeah. But at the same vision. time, he, he has a vision. He's a visionary. He is mm -hmm. a true visionary. And that's what an entrepreneur is. It's yeah. a, you're a visionary. You know, you see something that it doesn't matter if anyone else does. You want to see it through. Yeah. You know, people thought he was crazy when he started doing electric cars. His electric cars are so highly sought after. Like, they don't have dealerships. I don't know if anyone knows this. Yeah. They don't have dealerships. 
They have showrooms. Yeah. It's like going to a furniture factory. Yeah. And you say, I want that, that, that in my living room. Yeah. And, and you, you go don't in, you don't go in there and drive away with one. They drive it to you. Yeah. They, they drive it, it to you. you. Anytime you have maintenance work, they send a van out to do all the maintenance work on yeah. your car and then it goes back to the shop. Yeah. Your car never leaves your driveway. Like this is part of the way Tesla does things. But at the end of the day, you haven't we haven't seen stuff like this. Yeah, no, he he definitely I mean and we he's, see, mind we you, see he's not the first of... person with an electric car. Oh, they made absolutely. they made electric cars in the seventies. Oh, are you kidding me? Yes, there, there no, was no, a... no, 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 no. That's not what I meant by are you kidding me? They made electric cars back in the nineteen hundreds, like like nineteen five, nineteen ten. But I'm talking electric cars that were mass produced. Which... Mass produced, yeah, but right. The idea was there, but it wasn't fully functional. Yeah. The first gas hike they had in the in the seventies, where people were losing their mind in the seventies, they made a little electric car that was literally about the size of a go kart. Yeah. And you know, it was small, functional, didn't have very good range. But yeah. you know, we had forty years after that that no one did anything until Tesla showed up. Right, and so now that you see Tesla here with all of his electric cars, which mind you. Nobody was like, oh, I'm going to Chevy to get an electric car. Nobody was like, I'm going to Ford to get an electric car. Everybody was like, I'm getting a Tesla because that's what there is, you yeah. know. And he did a really good job. His cars were good. You know, before that, all you had were hybrids, right. you know, which they were tampering with be the idea. honest. Who wants a Prius? Right. I, lots of people do it, apparently. But honestly, the Prius was kind of a, a sorry start um right. for electric cars mainly because it's not actually electric and there's been people that have tried it since tesla you know but that being <laughs> said is what i was going with that where i was going with that is now everybody's moving towards electric cars so he started something that will probably continue yeah and what's funny is there's one of his engineers actually there was like a schism and he started his own car company Oh and shoot! No one's yeah. ever heard of it. I can't even remember the name. Yeah, it's one of those things that he was like, "I'm going to beat Musk," and hasn't yet. So we'll see how that pans out. But uh, there's companies out there that are making trucks now that are electric. Yeah. <clears throat> Shout out to Ford. Yeah. Uh, as of 2021, they are 2022. They're making their first electric truck. Yeah. Uh, it's a great idea. If if it shows up like it's supposed to be, it'll be a great idea. Man. But a full electric vehicle, like the full electric truck that is coming out, uh, most people have heard about it. In fact, they were kind of uh, quasi-contracted on the Ford um, truck. Um, so shout out to Rivian. Rivian is going to, uh, by 2023, release their first – they've already started orders for the Rivian. Yeah. Rivian truck is supposed to be a full electric truck uh, with a 500-mile range. Yeah. Uh, 500 mile range yes with towing capabilities wow towing capabilities i think That's up to eight thousand yeah. pounds so yeah. it'll be a truck that you can use you can use on a job shot yeah it will be a four-wheel drive it'll yeah. have a system it'll be more like all-wheel drive than four-wheel drive but it will be a system of off-road technology yeah and uh, well i mean i'm kind of i'm the truck is very futuristic it's not as futuristic as the cyber truck Thank granted the lord <laughs> I'm uh, sorry. Tesla's great, but the Cybertruck. Oh, he was thinking? spot on with what he wanted to do, though. That's the thing. Yeah. He he was he was going for very you know, very uh you know what do you call it sci-fi look. He That's did a he good wanted. job. He did it a good job. Like a three-year-old like pyramid with wheels. He, he wanted the sci-fi truck. He built one. 
just like he wanted. Kudos to him. Um, but what's funny is the the new Ford Hybrid and the new Ford um, uh, Full Electric have um, both have Rivian technology because yeah. Rivian was a uh, co-engineer. Yeah. Uh, basically, uh, Ford came to Rivian and said, "We know you're coming out with a truck. Yeah. We don't necessarily want to be competition, but we want to pay you." Yeah. Because Rivian, the biggest thing with car companies, and it's it's a it's a thing that I think scares a lot of people, and mm-hmm. rightly so, is batteries. Sure. Okay? Batteries, Not just batteries now, but bought batteries in 20 years. Right. But no, more more now. Yeah. Battery failures, fires, things like that. What happens if a battery overloads and sets fire in your garage? Sure. This is a big thing. Uh, Tesla had one that did it back when they were beta testing Teslas. Mm-hmm. Uh, they haven't had really one since. They've had some other failures. Yeah. But um, the big thing that I hear from a lot of people is I'm worried that like Ford hasn't been in the game very long. Yeah. Are their batteries going to explode in my garage? Yeah. Um, the answer is probably not because that is why they enlisted Rivian mm-hmm. as their engineering tech group. Yeah. You know, there are, are, you know, research and development, R and D. They, they brought them on board to basically coach the Ford engineers on how you do it and don't have problems. Yeah. Because Rivian's been playing with it for almost eight years. Yeah. A lot of people know this because they haven't built anything with it. They've just been playing with the technology because one day they're going to do it. Yeah, I was never. Twenty twenty three is the is the year that they're set to launch their first Rivian truck. Yeah, I was never really too worried about um, batteries and cars and trucks and stuff as far as overheating and exploding and burning. That is like something that, that people and the reason have a general concern about. And I don't know why. And the reason is because you don't hear stories about people's laptops exploding and burning. You don't hear stories. You hear occasional stories of that one phone where, what were they doing? What was it, the iPhone 7? Yeah. You know, where you know it had an, an overloading problem, but we haven't had that since. A lot you of, know? but a lot of the problem isn't so much with the battery. So mm-hmm. a lot of it is people are concerned because, you know, they, they crash s- the car or something. No, no, no. So. When when you get an electric car, this there's, so there's two things. You when you when you buy an electric car, just say you bought one off the off the rip, um, it comes with a charger, right? Yeah. You plug it into your house. Yeah. Well, it's not necessarily designed for you to use that forever. Oh, I it's see. It's designed for you to use that for now. You're supposed to build. You know, you're supposed to have a, a charging system built into your. And right, so a lot of people's right, concerns, see right, Tesla made right. it around that because they made their batteries to be quick charge. Yeah. So you can plug it into your wall socket and not have a fire or an explosion or an overloading problem. But a lot of car companies have not produced that technology I yet. would think that a quick charge system would make that even more dangerous. Exactly, which is what it is. That's why it's only used like, okay, obviously you bought it today, but you're, you're, this is temporary. And it is set up like if your car dies and you need to charge it, yeah. it's it's set up. And that's that's kind of what we were talking about before, you know, on the last podcast. You know, one thing that I'm not sure that we're ready for is the power grid. The power grid. We don't we don't yeah. have a substantial setup because you're adding you're adding every single car that anybody drives on a daily basis to the power load that would every normally, day every day that would normally be taken up by. Not just gallons, but tanks of gasoline. Right. So all of the all of the energy that would normally be 
produced by tanks and tanks and tanks of gasoline are now being produced by batteries that need to be charged and you know that's going to take a lot of energy um which you know and you can assume let's most people... let's let's think about it from a different perspective here all of the energy that would normally go into powering your car can now go into powering the grid right and so as far as like i mean you're just and and electric cars are actually like i said earlier probably two three possibly four times more efficient than a gas-powered engine and so you know if that energy got put into you know turbines and stuff to uh to keep the grid going then you know that energy would be well spent right but that's not the issue in it's not you know the issue the issue is um you know in order for the load to be able to in order to handle that extra load you need a grid that's robust enough to be able to handle that extra right. load. it's not a matter of you know, we don't have enough power. It's a matter of we will need Handling more all that power, power at once. and we've got to discharge it because, I mean, if you just, <laughs> just think about it on a really, really basic level, you know, um, if I have a system that's designed to be powered by, you know, let's say a 20-gauge wire. Right. You know, or two 20-gauge wires, whatever, whatever you have, you know, um, and it's designed to be powered on that wire, that's great. It's going to draw a certain amount of current okay and that wire will heat expand contract and whatever um in relation to that power okay and if you double the size of that system then you probably will need to size that wire accordingly otherwise that wire will get hot and uh a, you'll lose more power, and B, you could potentially burn up the system, uh, meaning that wire, uh, or you know you won't be able to make demand. And anyway, so that's why, like uh, for power cables, you know you got huge, huge wires because uh, electricity is, you know, transferred a lot easier with a lot less power loss and uh, and such with thicker gauge wires, you know. So that's just really simple, but if you expand that to like the grid, if you need more load, you need a grid that can withstand Handle load. more load. Otherwise, you'll have a really bad problem, which is things like uh, constant, constantly tripping the system. Uh, you'll have massive power outages, fires, you know, everything related to, you know, a failing power grid. And, um, so I don't know what they're going to do about that or I even, think it'll be even, a fly even, by the seat of your pants. I even think how big of an issue it will be because <laughs> maybe the grid can handle it. I don't know. It wasn't designed to, but maybe but it can. As an engineer, if you design something, you don't design something to work. You, you over design. At, at the load specified, you design something to work with what's called a safety factor, which, you know, is 
either a percentage of that more or two or three times that. Right. You know, if an elevator was designed to hold 10 people, right. what is 10 people? Let's just say a thousand pounds. Okay. And so you put a thousand pounds in the elevator and if the elevator can only carry a thousand pounds, then if you put a thousand, you know, if you put 11 people in there, right. then the elevator will not work. But elevators are designed to withstand not just the load specified, but more than that, it's called a safety factor. Right. You know? And so maybe the grid has a big enough safety factor. I don't know. There's so many different variables involved. It's, you know. And we'll take a, we're going to take a quick obscene profit break right there. We'll be right back. We interrupt this program to annoy you and make things generally irritating. <laughs> So, we're not reading about Absalom's teaspoon, but we are reading about Absalom's treason. Right. Um, or his treasure, or whatever. I think teaspoon and treasure is how I read Yeah, it. that's how you rolled with it. Yeah, sometimes, anyway, bluff. Uh, so, this is, um, we're in chapter 15. So, mind you, in the last chapter, David forgives Absalom. Absalom comes home, and... Uh, Immediately, let's see, two years, not immediately, two years go by and Absalom doesn't see David, right? Um, and so Absalom is talking to Joab and he's like, dude, I want to see David. Joab's like, I'm not going to come see you because I know what you're going to ask. So Absalom calls for Joab. Absalom's like, uh, Joab's like, yeah, I'm not going to see you because I know what you're going to ask. Eventually, Absalom's like, hey, Bob, James. Go out there in the field and go burn jo uh, Joab's field. Bob and James. So Bob and James go out in the field and burn it. And Joab comes running to Absalom. Dude, what the heck? Why are you dudes out there burning my field? Pick up. Gotcha. And Absalom's like, gotcha. I've been trying to get with an audience with you for a while. Go talk to my dad. I want to go talk to him. And Joab's like, fine. And so Absalom goes and talks to King David. And there's forgiveness abounds. And... There you go. The last chapter is, uh, the last chapter, the last verse is, uh, so Joab went to the king and told him, and when he had called for Absalom, he came to the king and bowed himself on his face to the ground before the king. Then the king kissed Absalom. All is forgiven, I guess. Mind you, before this, I don't know exactly why it mentions it, but it says Absalom is a really good-looking dude, and he marries Tamar, who's a really good-looking that's what it says. Um, so now we're in 15. Uh, I guess we'll go ahead and start reading. So, let's see. Ladies and gentlemen, we come to you with the Duck Commander Faith and Family Bible. This is a New King James Version. All right, here we go. So, after this, it happened that Absalom provided himself with chariots and horses and 50 men to run before him. I'd kind of like to have 50 guys to run before me. That'd be kind of cool. Now Absalom would rise early and stand beside the way to the gate. So it was whenever anyone who had a lawsuit came to the king for a decision. Wait a minute. Did I already read this? You may have. Ha! I already read this. 
Pardon me, ladies and gentlemen. We are in 15, but we're halfway through the chapter. So, yeah. So, basically, in this one, um, anybody who is coming to King David for uh, justice or mercy or what have you, whatever case they have, uh, they come by and Absalom stands in their way and says, Oh, if I was the justice around here, boy, I would give you a good justice. You have a good case, sir. I like you. You're a good man. Bow before me. And so anyway, he basically schmooze up to everybody. And um, later on, um, Absalom is sending people out, his servants out. And he's about to go say, uh, tell them to go say, uh, after the trumpet sounds, Absalom reigns in Hebron. And with Absalom went 200 men invited from Jerusalem, and they went along innocently and did not know anything. Then Absalom sent to Ahithophel, uh, the Gilanite, David's counselor from the city, from Giloa, uh, while he offered sacrifices. And the conspiracy grew strong, for the people with Absalom continually increased in number. And so well. uh, basically he's trying to win notoriety. He's trying to win the hearts and the minds of the people. And according to the Bible, he gets it. Uh, can he back it up with anything substantial? Don't know. It's all talk up to now. All it is is him schmoozing up to people. But anyway, that's where it is. So now we're in verse 13. David escapes from Jerusalem. I wonder why he escapes. We'll see. Uh, now a messenger came to David saying, The hearts of the men of Israel are with Absalom. So David said to all his servants who were with him in, at Jerusalem, Arise, let us flee, or we shall not escape from Absalom. Make haste to depart, lest he overtake us suddenly and bring disaster upon us and strike the city with the edge of the sword. So he's worried that, um, you know, if Absalom is going about winning the hearts and the minds of people, he's doing it for a reason because he wants to take over. And David's like, shoot, if he does take over, it will be bad for us because we're in power. And so if he wants power, he's going to have to get rid of us. And I don't want to die yet. Um, and he will bring disaster upon us and strike the city with the edge of the sword. It's the king's city. So if anybody is not with Absalom, you know, oh, oh, you like the old man don't you old king david yeah well i'm in power now so get in line or die ouch we don't want to get in line so you're dead and that's what david's worried about you know he'll strike the city you know and you know if we're hiding in the city he'll strike us and the city you know to get us and so we need to get out of here then the king went out with all of his household after him but the king left 10 women concubines to keep to keep the house and the king went out with all the people after him and stopped at the outskirts. Notice they're not called wives. Yeah. Then all the servants passed before him, and all the Cherethites, all the Pelethites, and all the Gittites, 600 men who had followed him from Gath, passed before the king. Then the king said to Ittai, the Gittite, Why are you going with us? Return and remain with the king. For you are a foreigner and also an exile from your own place. In fact, you came only yesterday. Why should I make you wander up and down with us today? Since I go, um, since I go, I know not where. Return and take your brethren back. Mercy and truth be with you. But I mean, he's being he's being really kind here. He's like, look, 
it's not going to be fun for us. You know, we're not going on a cakewalk. You know, we're, we're fleeing for our lives. Um, but you literally just got here, dude. Uh, you should go back and, you know, try to get in good at Absalom and keep yourselves alive. And, you know, don't let us be the death of you. Um, Return and take your brethren back. Mercy and truth be with you. Very kind of David. But Ittai answered the king and said, As the Lord lives, and as my lord the king lives, surely in whatever place my lord the king shall be, whether in death or life, even there also your servant will be. Uh, it's kind of um, it's kind of the Ruth thing, you know. Um, she had a husband. And he died. And she had no family left because she left her people to go live with her husband because she was a foreigner. Um, and so now she's with her um, Israelite mother-in-law. And she's like, hey, you know, I had a husband and he was awesome, but he's dead now. And... My family won't take me back because I left them to come be with you guys. So I literally have nothing else in this world except you, my mother-in-law. And my husband is dead now. So anyway, um, I'll stick with you wherever you go. And, you know, her name was, uh, her mother-in-law was Mara at the time because she was like, because I am bitter. Um... And she's like, girl, you need to you need to get out of Dodge. Go back to your people. Go live a life. You know, my my son is dead. And you don't owe anything to me. And, you know, I don't know why you're hanging around here. Um, and uh, Ruth was like, no, I'm with you. Uh, you know, wherever you go, I will go. Your God will be my God. Right. And um, that's the way it's going to be. And heck, I'll take care of you, too. And she was just like, well, I can't get rid of you, so whatever. You know? Um, and anyway, that's kind of what's going on here. Um, as the Lord lives and as many, and as my Lord the king lives, surely in whatever place my Lord the king shall be, whether in death or life, even there also your servant will be. My phone is uh, being mean. Getting directions. Is that where, where are you going, man? I'm not. I'm not. I was so my, my family is traveling in. Yeah, and they obviously were asking me at this moment in the middle of a podcast, which yeah. they know I'm doing, how far away they are, and so I just like wait. GPS why are they asking how far away they are? Shouldn't they know? Well, it was Tristan, so he's not driving. So, in all fairness, I mean, right? Does he have a phone? Yeah, I know. I mean, it's pretty I'm easy. Just, I'm just kind of surprised because at this moment, uh, they're going to be here at 6 o'clock. In the morning? Uh -huh. Wow. Well, they have two options. They Because they just crossed into Mississippi. Oh, really? Oh, man, they're already... They're, they're about halfway. Yeah, they're going to be here about 6.30. Yeah. I know that... Um, I think Meridian is in Mississippi. Meridian is halfway. And Meridian is... Well, it's exactly halfway from here to Austin. And so it's, it's, it's almost be, exactly halfway because Austin yeah. is it's almost the same level, just a different way. So, yeah, yeah. but yeah, no, they're so they're they're, almost, they're, they're, they're about yeah. halfway because Meridian is on the other side of the state. 
Yeah. And so they have an extra hour to cross the state. So they're about nine sure. hours away right now. Sure. So if it's. Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh... That just expedited things. I guess I'm shopping tonight. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, anyway. So like I was going to say, they have two yeah. options. They can get here at six in the morning or they can get a little rest and get here safer a little bit later. Uh, I I think the, the they're doing it the way that you and I do it. Just drive rest, through. drive, rest. Okay, drive. Well, that's good. Because mom is driving, but they do have a couple of drivers. So well, only mom and dad. So what? Oh, is it? Are they? Did they rent? Yeah. Oh, okay, that explains it. I was thinking, like, man, they got a bunch of robust young men. You know, they should be driving. Oh, they rented it. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, because mom does legally, it. there's only two people that can drive. Right. So the, the mom. Dad sold mom's car because yeah. with the car market is right now, yeah. dad was like, uh, your car's going. <laughs> and he got almost four grand over what it would have been worth yeah. last year. Make a profit, man. Yeah. So he was like, we're selling your car. <laughs> we'll get you something else. Cause see dad and car, dad and mom car pulled to work. Sure. So it didn't matter. Yeah. They can drive the same car most days. Sure. That works out pretty good. And now that Tristan has his own truck, Shay and uh, Emma both have cars. Uh, it, oh, they don't need out. a van yeah, or anything big. And mom had a Jeep. So yeah. they were like, oh, well, we'll just yeah. carpool in the truck. And they have my truck that they drive from time to time to keep it running. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they have. Yeah, there's options. So dad was like, yeah, let's just get rid of this. Because they were yeah. making payments on that. It was like, sure. let's get rid of payments and be gone. Yeah. Nice, nice. Not to interrupt everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, here's hoping that they have safe travels. Uh, go and cross. So there also your servant will be. So David said to Ittai, go and cross over. Then Ittai the Gittite and all his men and all the little ones who were with him crossed over. And all the country wept with a loud voice and all the people crossed over. The king himself also crossed over the brook Kidron. And all the people crossed over towards the way of the wilderness. There was Zadok also, and all the Levites with him, bearing the Ark of the Covenant of God. Oh, oh, oh my God. They're taking the Ark of the Covenant with them too, huh? Dang. Nobody touch it. Yeah. But I mean, where the Ark goes, there God goes also. So if they're taking it out of the city it's going to be kind of a literal hellhole with them gone. So that's actually like really, it's quite a powerful statement right there. Um, let's see. There was Zadok also with the Levites with them, bearing the Ark of the Covenant of God, and they set down the Ark of God, and Abiathar, Abiathar, there it is, Abiathar went up until all the people had finished crossing over from the city. Then the king said to Zadok, carry the ark of God back into the city. Oh, okay, it's going back. Never mind. Uh, if I find favor in the eyes of the Lord, he will bring me back to show me both it and his dwelling place. But if he says thus, I have no delight in you, here I am. Let him do to me as seems good to him. Uh, the king also said to Zadok the priest, are you not a seer? Return to the city in peace, and your two sons with you, Ahimaz, Ahimaz, your son, and Jonathan, the son of uh, Abiathar. 
See, I will wait in the plains of the wilderness until the word comes from you to inform me. Therefore, Zadok and Abiathar carried the ark of God back to Jerusalem, uh, and they remained there. So David went up by the ascent of the Mount of Olives and wept as he went up, and he had his head covered with and went bare, barefoot. And all the people who were with him covered their heads and went up also, weeping as they went up. So it's, you know, just kind of general sadness. You know, they're all leaving the city. Uh, David is not so, well, I guess his, um, Zadok, who is, um, uh, basically the head of the Levites, which mind you, the Levites, um, the whole tribe of Levi ran the temple, you know, anybody that brought sacrifices, which was done on a regular basis, uh, it was all brought to the Levites. The Levites were God's priests. The whole tribe of Levite was devoted to being God's priests. Um, and so Zadok, uh, since he was living the city, he took the ark with him because, you know, he was the high priest, I guess. Right. Um, and so anyway. Uh, and what's like, funny is ah, I just didn't know they moved it again. I didn't realize that either. This is this is yeah, kind of something yeah. that, again, we've said this hundreds of times. Yeah, you know, when, when you read th the Bible, is the living word of God. Yeah, you know, I read something, you know, that I've read a hundred times, and that hundred one time that I read it, I'm like, oh, am I the only one that noticed this? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, because you do, you pick up on new things because. This is one of God's formats mm -hmm. for talking to you. Mm -hmm. And see, something that I've noticed, at least in my life, I am not in the same life situation that I was last time I read this. Yeah. And so for me, my vantage point, i.e. perspective, yeah. is different. Yeah. And so I'm learning something for my current perspective that I didn't know before. Yeah. And yeah. obviously, you know, current perspective doesn't matter as far as knowing that they moved it, yeah. but I've never picked up on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, you mean, know, even in, you know, it wasn't, it, it was Ray that went through, a, we went through Sunday school with this. Yeah. Now, you may have, you, you were I was in going. Texas. I was going. I didn't, I didn't pick up on this. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And so, anyway. The ark is going to Zadok, and King David is like, ah, gosh, guys, go ahead and keep that in the city, you know. Let's not be tramping that around the woods with us. You know, keep that in the city. And um, you can imagine Zadok was kind of like, dude, like, no. Um, but um, David was like, look, if God has favor on me, then he will have favor on me. Um, uh, and if he doesn't, then he doesn't, you know, uh, but the ark would be safer kept in the city. He says, if I find favor in the eyes of the Lord, he will bring me back and show me both it and his dwelling place. But if he says thus, I have no delight in you. Here I am. Let him do as he seems good to me. The king also said to Zadok the priest, are you not a seer? And mind you, I don't actually know. Is he talking about a seer? Is that like, is that like, you know, a, a crystal ball, a prophet? Uh, yeah, no, like a, 
a seer, like you're, you're talking a, a wizard. Really? That's, yeah, that's what a seer is. Which would be like that. That's what I get. Like uh, a seer. I mean, wait, let, let's look it up. But yeah, look it up. my my that initial seems, my initial against, response that seems against. It God, does. Because wizardry God hates. I understand that, but then you have that. What comes to mind for me is Witch of Endor. Yeah. Uh, the seer. Yeah. What verse is this? This is verse 27. 2 Samuel 27. Spell seer for me. S E E R. That's what I want. In. Oh, second Samuel. Now we're in second. Two Samuel. Samuel. What verse? 27. Sieben Deutsch. Chapter. Uh, 15. 15.24? Yeah, second Samuel 15.27. Oh. I don't know where. I, I'm like losing my mind. If you Join find it, be sure and let me know where it is so I can catch it. Gotcha. 27. Uh-huh. Boom. The king also said to Zadok the priest, are you not also a seer? Battle hub. Let's see, who is that? Elliot's commentary. Hebrew is difficult and must be translated. So, either. prophet. Art thou a seer? That's kind of what I imagined. Did I say that earlier? You did. Okay. Yeah, no, but see, that's not where my mind went. My mind went yeah. crystal ball, you know. Yeah, yeah, door. yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, yeah, so I guess that does make sense, you know, a prophet of God. And a seer. There's, not, there's nothing saying that David wasn't being, you know, ever so slightly sarcastic or facetious or something <laughs> i like you know? that david is often <laughs> david is often guided by a prophet aka seer <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's true though he's like he is just in his own way and righteous at times but he is always like pulled back to the straight and narrow by a prophet constantly um it's like yeah you straight let me grab you by the ear come on back 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 there back. you go this is the road yeah, he's like a he's like a big, healthy, meaning like fat child. You know, he has a, a bold heart, and he loves everything that he puts his mind to. And he starts running off, and you know he's got a lot of momentum, right? Oh yeah. And every time it takes a strong hand to like pull him back, pull him back, back and guide him into the right direction. Otherwise, he'll keep running that way. And it's like, ah, over here, kid. Don't go hug that lady over there. Back over here. You know? Um, but uh, anyway. Well, hey. Um, now you all know that seer, synonymous with prophet. Uh, we're going to take a little break there. We'll be right back. We interrupt this program to annoy you and make things generally irritating. <laughs> We are back. We are back. back. All right. So, where did we leave our heroes? Oh, let's see. Verse 30. So, David went up by the ascent of the Mount of Olives, 
and wept as he went up. And he had his head covered and went uh, barefoot. And all the people who were with him covered their heads and went up, weeping as they went up. So that's where we left off. Then someone told David, saying, Ahithophel is among the conspirators with Absalom. And David said, Oh, Lord, I pray, turn the counsel of Ahithophel into foolishness. Oh, man, there it is. You know how wonderful that prayer is? Uh, I use it fairly often. It's something that I actually picked up from my dad. Right. And what it is, is uh, what, what David is asking is to turn, you know, whatever counsel Absalom is getting from Ahithophel, let it be foolish. Right. You know, um, stir the, uh, um, stir our enemies into, uh, what is it? I'm trying to think. It's uh, basically... St- stir confusion into their ranks, you know. Um, and that's really, that's my prayer a lot because, you know, when you have, you know, evil or bad that is militant, it is in order, they have everything figured out and they're working, that's bad. Okay, that's bad. Dangerous. It's dangerous. Not necessarily yeah. bad. Dangerous. Well, it's it's bad and dangerous. I would argue. Depends on who it is. It depends if they're militant against somebody. I guess so. What well, what I'm saying is, if you have evil people working. Oh, okay. Missed that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, like. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I apparently zoned out during yeah. that part, and I was <laughs> yeah. just like, "Well, I mean, I'll mil- say militant's not bad." Yeah, I'll say it like that. Yeah, I'll say it like no, that. No, but I mean, I'm, I'm sitting there. Yeah, like, no, 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 that makes no, sense. No, it's not necessarily yeah, bad. I mean, guys, like, which side of the fence you're <laughs> yeah. on? You have evil people. <laughs> I mean, if people are coming for me and you're militant, that's bad. But it's yeah, like yeah. we're, you know, being. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it really depends. I mean, you could go either way. Yeah. Um, so if I have a army of people coming to attack me, my prayer is going to be, um, Stir confusion into their ranks, you know. Oh, yeah. I don't want them to hit me. I don't want them to win. I'd kind of like to live. I feel like, you know, um, uh, I'm in the right and they're not. You know, I would hope. Um, And so I want every one of their bullets to miss. And if they want to fight each other, that's not a bad thing, you know. Stir confusion in their ranks. Um, You know, let fools... uh, be their leaders. If fools are their leader, are their leaders, then chances are they'll never get me. You know, um, and so uh, that's a prayer of mine. You know, stir confusion in the ranks of evil. Uh, let them be confounded. And uh, so here it is, straight from the mouth of David. Um, and what does he say? <clears throat> Uh, O Lord, I pray, turn the counsel of Ahithophel into foolishness. Mm -hmm. I love that. Now it happened when David had come to the top of the mountain where he worshipped God, there was Hushai, or Hushai, Hushai, something. The Archite, or Archite, probably Archite, 
coming to meet him with his robe torn and dust on his head. David said to him, If you go on with me, then you will become a burden to me. But if you return to the city and say to Absalom, I will be your servant, O king, as I was your father's servant previously, so I will now also be your servant. Then you may defeat the council of Hithophel for me. <laughs> uh, so... Hushai the Archite. I'm not sure if he's complimenting this guy or if he's <clears throat> saying, I want you to do this because you're a moron. I'm not sure. Um, well, you could swing either way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, are you crafty or are you just dumb? I'm not sure which one David is saying. But David said, because, you know, he comes to meet him with his robe torn and dust on his head. I'm not sure exactly what he was doing before that. Uh, maybe he's clumsy. I'm, I'm not really sure what that means. But David turns to him and said, if you go on with me, you will become a burden to me. And to me, that's like, you know, look, dude, I'm going this way. I know where I'm going. I know what's going on here. Uh, I'm doing pretty good. But if you're with me, I'm going to have to baby you and take care of you the whole time. And it's not going to be easy for me. Little brother thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be a lot easier <clears throat> for me. If you weren't here, because you're like really difficult to work with, you know, or you're dumb or I'm not really sure what David is hinting at, but he says, um, let's see, if you go on with me, then you will become a burden to me. You know, I'll always have to be checking on you. But if you return to the city and say to Absalom, I will be your servant, O king. As I was your father's servant previously, so I will now be your servant. Then you may defeat the council of, Hith of Ahithophel for me. Uh, so I'm wondering, I, I don't know what's going on here exactly, but here's what it sounds like to me at this point. It sounds like, you know, David knows who this guy is. And when he showed up, David was kind of like, oh, rolls his eyes, it's you. Uh, how did you even make it out here? by yourself, like without hurting yourself. I don't know. <laughs> um, and he was, I guess, maybe on the council of David, you know. Uh, how he got there, I don't know. Nepotism, who knows. But David's like, oh man, I tell you what, dealing with you is just, you know, not the sharpest knife in the drawer. Mm -hmm. Not the brightest light bulb that I've ever seen. But um, um, anyway... It sounds like what he's saying is, I know you pretty good. You've been on my council before. And, like, uh, I could do without you. It'd be easier. But if you go to Absalom and say, Oh, I was on the council of your father. So I'll be on your council too. You know, you might just win this battle for me. Really? You know? Saying, like, look, you're a klutz. You're a real hard guy to have around. But I know you're pretty good. And if you want to go over there and tell Absalom that you're going to be on their council, uh, then what did he just pray earlier? You know, um, I pray turn the council of Hithophel into foolishness. Right. Right. And so he's like, 
you're a certified fool. If you want to go join Absalom, you might win this for me. Just you do know? it. Yeah, yeah you, you'll you'll destroy the whole thing from the inside. You know, which if I was, what's his name, Hushai the Archite, I'd be kind of like, gee, thanks, dude. <laughs> um, really? You said that out loud? Um, but anyway, that's just what it sounds like to me. It's kind of like, look, you're kind of dumb, so I don't really want you around. But if you want to go join um, Absalom's council, then maybe you'll destroy him, right? Right. Might help if you want to help me go join my enemy. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> if you want to help me go join my enemy, because if you are with my enemy, you will literally be my MVP. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. You'll be uh, you'll be helping to stir more confusion. Exactly. Than there. Uh, it's like wow, you're a legit idiot. Thank you, God. You just answered my prayer. You know, uh, that's what it sounds like at this point. Let's read on. Let's see. He says, and do you not have Zadok and uh, Abiathar, the priests, uh, with you there? Therefore, it will be that whatever you hear from the king's house, you shall tell to Zadok and Abathar, the priests. Indeed, they have there with them their two sons, Ahimaz, Ahimaz, uh, him as Zadok's son and Jonathan, Abathar's son, Abiathar's son. And by them you shall send me everything you hear. So Hushai, David's friend, went into the city, and Absalom came into Jerusalem. Okay, so that kind of turns adds another dimension to what I was saying before. Maybe he's not a complete idiot. Um, you know, for all we know, maybe he just has some kind of disability, you know. Maybe right. he's, you know, maybe he's clumsy because he doesn't walk right. I don't know. Um, but David says, you know, look, dude, if you're here, you'll be a burden to me. And David calls him his friend. So um, anyway, I think, I think what he was actually saying was uh, – if you go and be on Absalom's council, like you're on my council, then you can destroy them from the inside by working with me. You've got Zadok there and his two sons. Um, and uh, uh, let's see. And by them you shall send me everything you hear. So you hear stuff, you go tell it to them, and they'll tell it to me. Okay? And so he's saying... He's basically got a spy. Exactly. Exactly. So I take back everything I said about him being an idiot earlier. I don't think that's the case. Uh, he is basically just going to be you know, a spy. You know, he's like, you'll be a burden to me here. So we don't know exactly what that means. Uh, maybe he's, I don't know why he would be a burden, but that's what David says. But he says, look, if you want to go be on Absalom's council, and uh, work with him. You could help me destroy Absalom from, from the inside. inside. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> so you like work with you work inside with Zadok man, and his sons. Got it. Tell me, and then I'll know everything going on in there. So you could be really help, helpful. Um, so again, I take back everything I said about this dude. Sounds like he's actually not a frontline fighter, but exactly. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I thought that was an interesting, an interesting thought, though. Um, that is the end of chapter 15.
Um, so we could go into 16. It's a fairly long chapter. I would actually rather wait yeah. on this one. So we'll just call this a, a, a shorter a shorter section, and we'll be right back and finish up. All right, we're, we're back. back. Just kidding, we're not back. No, I'm just kidding. We're back. Okay, so <laughs> uh, we need to do like a. We, we really we talked about it several times. Do a whole bunch of like bloopers. I have so many of them saved. Accidental startups, <laughs> missed yeah, startups. A little too many of those actually. We just need to do a running podcast of. Uh, Hey, hey, howdy, howdy. Hey. Oh gosh, please no. Oh, it would Bad be it would be interesting. Back. Oh. Anyway, but the so the laughs you would get. Oh yeah, good laughs. We're gonna do something different today. Ha ha. ha Ooh. Ha, ha. See, I know nothing. That's right. And that's the point. Ooh. Scared I am. So I've already taken it. So I'm good. I got an eight out of ten. We'll see how you do. Oh, no. You're putting it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, um, as a native Texan, I hold great pride in my state. I value the many cultures oh, and histories and wish to preserve and spread the knowledge and tradition of Texas history. If I fail this, it's going to be so bad. Yeah, it will be. But that's okay because we'll see how you do. I got 8 out of 10, mind you. So, I didn't do incredible. <clears throat> um, Let's hope I get nine. And out of 10. I'll I'll be honest and tell you what uh where I failed and whatnot. So uh, y'all, this is a uh, some Texas trivia. Uh, as far as Texas trivia goes, I feel like this is on the light end. Okay, so it's not like like you know. All right, all right, start. start. All right, all right, hit, hit me with it. All right, right. Um, whoo! This first one will be okay. I'll just let you 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 just go to start. Come on, come on, come on. Let's go. How many different flags have flown over Texas? Hold on. Go ahead and tell me, because you know. Do I want to say six? I want to say six. Are you going to say six? I'm going to say six. Okay, good. Six is what he puts down. I'm not going to say whether it's true or not. That's just what we're going to put down. I'll tally it up at the end. Um, but um, uh, there are options, so I'll tell you the options. But I knew that you were going to say that, so <laughs> I just waited for you to. It's, it's more fun that way. Okay. So, true or false? Texas can legally fly the state flag at the same height as the United States flag. True. True. Okay. We shall see. No, it's true. Three. Who was this one is this one does not actually have any options. Okay. And I got 50% of this one right. Granted, there's no option for 50%, so it's either right or it's wrong. But who was the first Anglo-American? To receive permission to settle people in Texas, but died before he got the chance. Oh, I do not know. Really? Want to give it just a, give it a guess? I'm gonna put it in. Here. I don't even have a guess. Guess. I don't have one. I legitimately I'll, don't I'll, know. I'll, I'll read it one more time. We'll give you another chance here, because if you if you don't have an answer, I'm gonna put Mickey Mouse. Okay. I'm Fair enough. Know. Okay. Sure. Who was the first Anglo-American? To receive permission to settle people in Texas, but died before he got the chance.
Is this like ah, okay? Now hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll give you everything that it gives me. It does actually give a hint. It says A, two words. B, think the state capital. Stephen F. Austin? Is that your answer? We'll go with it. Okay. So, Stephen, first word. Austin, second word. Okay. Four. Where was the first major oil well in Texas located? Dallas, Waco, Gulf of Mexico, Spindletop. I'm going to go with Spindletop. I have no idea. Okay, Spindletop. Five. Who was the first known European to set foot in Texas? Alonso Alvarez de Pineda, Coronado, La Celle, Cabeza de Vaca. I'm I legitimately don't have an answer. Show you the options so you can keep them in your head. And if you want to pick one of those, go ahead. I mean, <clears throat> okay, fine. I, I really don't know. Okay. That seems... So he has chosen Alonso Alvarez de Pineda. I wonder if that's actually Pineda with a yeah. It is. Probably so. Okay, six. <clears throat> what officially ended the Texas Revolution and the war between Mexico and Texas? A. Signing uh, Texas signing a Declaration of Independence. B. Mexico's victory at the Alamo. C. Treaties of Velasco. D. Massacre at Goliad. Oh, man. One more time. Texas signing a declaration. No, no, no. I heard. I heard. Okay, okay, okay. I'm just I'm torn between two. What did you pick? I'm not telling you that. Oh, that's no fun. Yeah. Took these independently. Not very Texas of us. If you need to hear them one more time, let me know. I'm gonna say signing the signing the document. Texas signing a declaration of independence. Okay. Seven. The other one would have been the Massacre of Goliad. Just, just saying. Okay. But I'm 50% right on that. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Who is considered by many to be the father of Texas education? A. Sam Houston. B. Moses Austin. C. Stephen F. Austin. Yes. D. Mirabeau B. Lamar. Don't worry about D. C. C. Stephen F. Austin. Okay. Eight. Which means I was wrong on the first one because it wouldn't have been twice on the same test. Eight. What is Juneteenth? A. A day to commemorate the announcement of the Emancipation Proclamation in Texas. B. Another term for Father's Day. C. Nothing. It didn't exist. D. Texas Independence Day. What is Juneteenth? The Emancipation Proclamation in Texas. Okay, so A. Nine. Where was the last battle of the American Civil War fought? A. King Ranch, Texas. B. Palmetto Ranch, Texas. C. San Jacinto, Texas. D. Galveston, Texas. So I'll just go through those again. King Ranch, Palmetto, San Jacinto, Galveston. San Jacinto. San Jacinto, okay. Ten. Uh, that's probably not right, but I actually have no idea. Okay. 
<laughs> in what branch of the military did the gunman of 1966... Yeah, I need to brush up. This is already telling me I need to brush okay. up. Okay. Ten. Wow. In what branch of the military did the gunman of the 1966 University of Texas Massacre, Charles Whitman, serve? Who is supposed to know that? He was up in the bell tower, man. I walked by it many, many times. And he killed a lot of people. I don't know. So, Army, Navy, Air Force, or Marines. What year? This is 1966. It was the big UT shooting. Let's just say Marines. Okay. Shout out. I'm giving you all, all the right. I'm giving you all the benefit of the doubt. Okay. Don't embarrass me. Click submit my answers. And you can, you're welcome to look over the answers. Oh, it's too late now. Okay, great. Where does it say what I got? Oh, you see, you have to scroll. Uh oh. One, two, three, four, five. I got five. Five out of ten? Five, I guess. Okay. Well, I'll read Hold through. On. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Tell us which ones you got right and wrong. So, how many different flags have flown over Texas? Six, I yep. was correct. Uh, yes, the Texas state flag can fly at the same height as the United States flag. Yep. Where was the first, who was the first Anglo-American to receive permission to settle people in Texas? I got that one wrong. My answer is Stephen Austin. That was actually my answer, too. It's Moses Austin. It's Moses Austin, yeah. Interesting. Um, so I was right on where in was fact, the I think first major oil well in Texas located? Spindle 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 I got that wrong. I put Waco. I would not have put Waco. Just because there's no oil wells in Waco. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> oil has never been found in Waco. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was my only saving grace. But there. a Dr. Pepper well was found. Yeah, that's true. Uh, who are found dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who was the first European to settle in Texas? I did get that one right. Cavanzo de Vaca. Yeah. Wow, okay. That's interesting. Really? I so the official end of the Texas Revolution was is the, the was the Treaties of Velasco. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Did not know that. It was immediately after San Jacinto. He was considered the by the, the father of Texas education was, was Mirabeau Lamar. Did yep. you get that right? I did, yes. I did not know that. Yep. In fact, if you go to I got Austin, Juneteenth right though. Yeah, you got Juneteenth <laughs> right. I got that one too. If you go to Austin, the main the main road that goes uh, not the main road yeah the main road the main road that goes down uh, I want to say on the west side of Austin is uh, Lamar okay and uh, yeah so that goes through there so San Jacinto see I I said this out loud mm. where was the the last battle of the Civil War fought yes Colorado Colorado Ranch, Ranch yeah, Texas yeah. that was my second guess. Um, it was right on the Marines. Yep. Woo! Shout out to y'all. Yeah. Y'all stood behind me on that. Well, I was, I was, I was sweating was, a little bit with that one, y'all. Like, so. like I said, um, he killed a lot of people. I was sweating a little <laughs> bit with that, y'all. But hang, of course, it was a Marine. Hang tight. I That's give right. it to y'all again. Okay. Yep. It would have hurt me to say Army. Sorry. Yeah. But it would have hurt a little bit. So I'm glad. Woo! Yep. He was indeed a Marine. 
All right. Well, that is interesting. Apparently, I need to brush up, y'all. Well, hey, I only got an eight out of ten. Uh, well, I got less than that. That's those are some. Those are actually some off the wall questions. Yeah, really. I, I thought that was pretty. They, good. They're very light for Texas, as far as a, which as is far funny as a, because if you had given me probably some deeper questions, I might have been able to answer them. But that, well, see, they're I, off the wall questions. I they're fail dramatically stuff. at anything <laughs> sports related because I have right. pretty much zero interest. Oh, in me sports. too. So if it was like you know, what was the name of the face the the famous basketball player who was from Dallas, Texas, who won the nineteen ninety four blah 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 blah? I'd be like, who's that? I've got a one out of four chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um. Uh, but uh, yeah, but none of these are sports related, fortunately for me. Um, but yeah, these are actually I thought these are actually pretty good questions. They are, you know, because and they're very Texas questions. They are, um, and uh, so anyway, well, there you go, little Texas trivia, and uh, you know how we rank now. So if y'all could have done better, let us know. Uh, and uh, say, if Stuart, you learn something new, let us know. You want to go ahead and pray us out? Yeah, let's do that. Um, let's pray, y'all. Great Father in heaven, we thank you so much that we can come before you and uh, have access to the internet so that we can find really neat things and cool trivia questions. And uh, I thank you that we have access to the internet so that we can make this podcast and broadcast it to to others uh, throughout the world. And I pray, Lord, that you would bless it and us. Uh, you certainly blessed me with it. Uh, it's absolutely wonderful. And uh, I love how much that I'm getting from your word. Uh, I don't have the best memory as far as recollecting stuff that I read. Uh, but this, I think, is the best, uh, the best that I've done so far as far as that goes. And so anyway, thank you so much. And I pray that you would reveal more of your word to us. Uh, as we continue, and I pray that you would, uh, th this would be a blessing to those that hear it. Um, and if it's not, I pray that you would uh, work on our hearts and lives and in this podcast that we can make it the best that it can be to glorify and praise your holy name. Uh, and it is in Christ's holy and precious name that we come before you and pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Adios. Hey guys, Brug Lance with the Texans Take Podcast. Thanks for listening. Join us, listen to us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more.